0: Welcome to the Any Given Chance podcast. Stories about passion and sacrifice. What actually goes on behind the scenes in the consistent chase of everything? We're going to bring you some untold stories, some of people you know, some of people you don't. These stories that we bring on with our guests are nothing short of inspiring and will get you out there chasing your own goals as well. Join me, your host, 3am365, Matty Menon, as we dive into these incredible stories. And of course, as the podcast grows, so do we together. So stick with us from the start. Hit that like and share, subscribe button, get your family and friends involved, and we'll see where we are in 100 podcasts. No days off, no excuses. massive shout out to our sponsor squad athletica guys this training gears you've got the training singlets the shirts they've got absolutely everything they've got the 12 inch shorts the 16 everything that you need for the running it doesn't stop there they've got yoga mats they've got drink bottles they've got you covered at all bases i'm telling you this training gear is rivaling nike it's rivaling under armor it's at the forefront and the best thing about it is it's right here on the gold coast so it's a portable local business you can jump over to their instagram It's at SQD athletica. Where you can jump online and check out their shop, Squad Athletica. Go through, select your little things, what you want to buy, new hoodies for winter, whatever training gear you need, and then type in your AGC code at the end, which will give you a little discount. That's AGC in the little coupon code. Can't thank you enough and make sure you get out there and get in your squad gear. Big shout out to one of our sponsors, Black Rose Barbers. That's right. Go see Liam and the boys over at Black Rose Barbers. They're located on Lakeview Boulevard over at Mermaid Waters, right in between the Good Life and the 7-Eleven. Walk out of there feeling a million bucks. The boys can cut hair and he even does the cutthroat razor if you want to feel really fresh and fit on a Friday. You can book online at blackrose.com or you can get on the phone and give them a call, but go support your local business. And the best thing about Black Rose Barber, you can sit in that chair and talk maximum amount of crap. You know why? Because the boys have got the answers. They'll solve the world's problems with you. I'm telling you now, there are a bunch of legends. Go support them. Tell them Matty from AGC sent you. Boom. We're live. Welcome to Any Given Chance podcast. I've got a special guest. We've got a little bit of femininity in the studio today for the first time. Well needed, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Hannah-Louise, how are you?
1: I'm very good, thank you, and thanks for having me on here. And I'm here definitely to bring the balance of the femininity, yeah, so how good. thanks.
0: You are a genetics coach. Now, I bumped into you at a coffee shop. I asked, what are you doing? Because you always look like you're working so hard, so I thought this girl must know something I don't. And me and Ellie, my wife, are actually have joined part of your crew for the, for the next six weeks doing this coaching, just basically exploring what... Our body types are, or can you just give us a little bit more? What is a genetic coach? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So uh, it's health coaching, essentially. However, what we have now access to is personalized information about people. So we now realize for years that things are not generic. There's about 40,000 diets out there, and everyone's having an argument about which one works for who. But we now have 20 years of research that brings 10,000 data points of information about why you need this, Maddie, and I need that. So Basically what we're doing now is using personalized health to improve people's lifestyles, fat loss, health, well-being, everything.
0: No doubt there's been leaps and bounds in health, diet science, everything like that. Like you said, there's always a new fad. It always seems to change, but I think with our first conversation that we had, I couldn't agree more because I was telling you about the differences between myself and Ellie, how Ellie just runs well on these carbohydrates. She loves rice. I mean, she's tried the keto and the, and the fuel and the carnivore, which worked to some degree with some of the autoimmune issues that, that she picked up through her pregnancy. But for me, it's the complete opposite. If I introduce or eat those sort of foods, I am in pain and agony, and especially as you get older. So what and why does that happen from, you know, being young and able to tackle the world and do whatever we want compared to growing to, you know, into our 30s, 40s? How does the body change and where does this sort of play? Yeah, look, two great
1: questions and two great ways to lead into what we're talking about. So firstly, personalised health, like I said. So your partner and you are very different, A, you're male and female. So we've got those differences but then, you know, you've got different genetics. So we've got these different baselines that each of us are living out. And then the secondary to what you just mentioned is we've got how those genes are expressing. So you can be born a certain way, have a certain experience, do or not do something, live in a certain climate, turn on a shiver gene, have a trauma, all of these things, kind of how those genes are dialing up or dialing down, so to speak. So how they're expressing. So when you're three, you're expressing quite differently to when you're 43. So we call that phenotype. So We're one of the only companies in the world. There are a few others that measure your genes, but what's happening with your genes in real time, which is more what matters. So having a baby changes your genetic expression. So your hormones might change, but some of your genetic baselines will never change. And that's where we need to obviously, as I said, personalize it, acknowledge them and work out what's best for you in a same traumatic experience as someone else. Or you know, if you're running every day and someone else is running every day, they can get a different expression based on that genetic baseline. Makes
0: sense? Yeah, it does. Genetic baseline, look, most of the viewers or listeners, what is genetics? Okay. So let's break it down all the way back to the beginning.
1: For sure. Look, I'm not a scientist and I never go outside of my scope. I have niches in my programs in biohacking and performance around health and coaching. So I stay within my realms. But basically, we're born with some DNA codes. So some, you know, science that we can't kind of change. So the best way to probably explain one of the parts of the science is, we kind of touched on this before, it's called anthropometrics, but it's basically how your embryo grows in the womb. So some of us are tall, some of us are short, some of us have thick wrists, some of us have thinner kind of body frames. So we have a whole bunch of genetic codes, as I said, that make us who we are.
0: And is that, I guess that's generational.
1: So you you have your mother, your father. As I said, I'm not, deeply scientific in that i'm not a scientist so i couldn't tell you what the codes are i know some of the names of the coding and that's the beauty of the system that i get i use the science in a user-friendly way but basically yeah where your mom came from if she grew up in a famine in ancient times what happened to her genetics expressing in those times so they carry down through our mother our father our grandparents like you just said whether i'm from eastern europe and whether you're Asian or Northern American, those kind of things. So those are gene expressions that happen through evolution and we've evolved too. So, you know, coming through famines and coming out of wars and things like that. So you would have adapted in those circumstances and then your parents pass those genes down. And what happens while you're in your mother's womb and what's happening to her will affect those gene expressions as well.
0: That has come a long way, hasn't it? Absolutely. Huge over the last 20, 30 years, even that before that, it was just have kids. That's yeah. it. They didn't understand the trauma or what gone. I mean, people used to smoke while they're walking around and drink alcohol. And My dad
1: used to smoke in his office or like as if we would even, in his shop, in the back of his shop, his camera shop. Imagine that these days. And yeah. it wasn't even that long ago that those kind of things were banned, but yeah. It wasn't. And, so, and they used to think that smoking was good for you. And then doctors would prescribe things like nicotine to people for crazy reasons. Crazy.
0: So, So I guess that my understanding of it is the first step on this sort of, because we only find out basically, and I mean, it's a little bit right, I guess, by our last names, because our family generation, our family names, your mother's names, that's how you sort of feel. But is there another way to go about it? I know we just went through a questionnaire with you, but is there a deeper way to actually find, like, is there a DNA testing or something that you can actually see your
1: like yeah. There are 10%,
0: other... 20% heritage or what's Yeah,
1: look, there are other, I mean, we I, that's not really the path that I specialize in. Obviously, I'm more about how those are expressing right now and then reverse engineering oh. back to the baseline. But there are companies out there that you can get your ancestry history done. So, again, all these awarenesses are power. So, if you had that correlated with this science, it would be a pretty cool thing to, to have a look at.
0: That's it. Okay. You've got a baseline. You've got, this is where you come from, some sort of pillars, which mm-hmm. you're created around. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're expressing them right now within your life. You change and you adapt through your life. And then this is where your genetic coaching comes in Correct. specifically to where you are within there your are life. There are some
1: things like we said, you know, one of the best ones, it's like gravity. We can't dispute that, right? Then we've got that you're, how tall are you? 6 six o. Six o, right? So you're six I'm 5-3. We can't change that. Now we're fully grown. So- there are some things that are fixed. So that's what we call your embryonic frame, which is what develops in your mother's stomach. So again, regardless of how, what, why, if your mother's been going through trauma, I don't know the exact path as to why that gene expressed that way. But if you come out of the womb with a certain embryo development, which means how you grew in the womb, like whether you, so for example, my body type was higher in a testosterone conversion when they were growing, which makes my legs shorter and I'm a little pocket rocket. So I'm going to always have a predisposition, which just means, I don't know, what's the layman word for that? I don't know. if It
0: it is what it is. Yeah, it just allows,
1: it just, it tells me that I can't be taller than I am. Like, and the reasons why that happened and then what I can do to dial up those things in the good way. And then what are the negatives of everything having two sides? So Mm. the positive is I'm athletic. I need to move. I've got this adrenaline based body type, but if I get told to sit in a corner, I might have ADD. And feel held back and anxiety for example so as I said it's more about like what you've come out of the womb as is part of what will predispose you to certain personality types brain types functions in your body type and then what happens to you in your life all together paint a picture and what we do is always look at what's happening now based on the sciences and then putting them together Hey, because you are a little shoddy pocket rocket, doing what Maddie needs to do is not going to get you back to the same thing, even if we had the same disease, for example. We've got different underlying health things that could support that better.
0: Okay. Making so, sense? Yeah, it does. So very much more specific to the person. Correct. Yeah.
1: Personalized health. Yeah. So obvious, but so yeah, it's we, not we because, didn't have but, the yeah, science. Yeah. Because
0: we're we're often treated as a crowd in a group. And yeah. okay, you know, yep. This is the one solution for everything. Yeah. And And your mom's
1: like, well, this worked for me. So like, just do that. You know, just train more and eat less or no, don't do intermittent fasting. That was really bad for me, but it could be perfect for your DNA. Or even I think the most beautiful thing, and we can lead into this after is one of my big heartfelt reasons for doing this is the psychology biology. And that's because I got told not to be X, Y, Z, did all the personal development, but it's a lens my brain genetics use. So there are certain things. And so if I can do positive things with dialing up the good side of something, then you naturally dial down the stress and things like inflammatory diseases or turning on your predisposition. You
0: <laughs> mentioned that word stress. Like,
1: all stress. Yeah, it's all stress. Factor.
0: Like with the companies that we're running and doing, I run a million miles an hour. And then Ellie's obviously organizing the wedding, but I can run at that high stress levels. Elle is not enjoying organizing the wedding yeah. at the moment because they're two completely different person. And like you said, the intermittent fasting. We both tried that. I loved it. I worked it. My energy kicked into gear at 12 o'clock. I flew in the afternoon. Ellie was hangry. She'd want to murder me by nine o'clock. And then it just didn't work at all. The two completely different sort of of people.
1: Classic example. Exactly. And so even in the fitness industry, which is where I sort of started, it's like, you're wrong because you're doing keto and I'm right because I'm doing vegan. But like, it's for the right person at the right time. And even you going back to like one of the things you said at the start, and we haven't even touched this yet, you said that Ellie goes well on carbs and you go better on not on that, right? So I can already see from the two profiles exactly why that is the case, you know, and I can't wait to kind of delve into it. And again, even things like, and I won't go into Ellie's personal profile, but she's in a different expression to what her optimal DNA would normally be. So there's a few things that are out that I can see as to why she maybe can't be doing what she used to do, even though it's still right for her body type, but it's just, we need to put the current gene expression with the path back to that. Yes. So Because
0: like she said, she goes, I know 80% or 70% and everyone's got that feel about their body. No, this instincts works. Instincts tell you, yeah. like it's
1: not just this gut feeling or intuitive eating. It's the inbuilt DNA running you. Like I said, going back to, I'll give you a real simple example with me. I use the occipital lobe of the brain, which just means I use the visual part. So if I color my spreadsheets or look the way I want to look visually or use visual to learn to study, my brain turns on. But if you give me logical linear spreadsheets, not that I can't do them, and that's not the way my brain naturally functions, I'm going to feel stress and probably have an ADD temperament around that sort of thing. So even just using that, even how I would write a program for someone, I can write it more detailed for someone with a detailed brain. And next step for the person who's just dynamic and just would be like, what are you bogging me with the info? Yeah. Which is a classic thing in my family too, where my mom is an opposite to me. So now you don't take it personally either.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty right. Cool. Look, as soon as you said that, one thing popped into my head is and audio books I can listen to. Yeah, If I read a book three pages in or three lines in, I'm asleep.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, so I'm the opposite because I yeah. love to see what yeah. I'm looking at you know so
0: straight up that's, yeah and you know. so
1: it can feel ungrounded and unsafe and there's a stress right so we're not just a whole bunch of psychological fussy people you know there's actual science uh, and I think it's about 50 percent of our brain DNA is fixed so like as much as you want to try and be someone else sometimes there's things you can't change so you're better off dialing up the sides of them that are good for you like being a people person if that's you but if you're an introvert and that's your genetics you can't force yourself I mean you can always learn and adapt but again that's where that how my genes are expressing by doing the wrong thing in my social life or my eating style really can affect you so greatly so again when you dial up the good side you dial down stress naturally.
0: I've, I've so heard, it's not a fight. Yeah. No, I've heard two examples with that, and someone presented me with a different video because obviously, listen to Goggins and on that mindset, like just fuck the little man. Excuse language. Stuff the little man in my head. The more I tell him to go away, the more I tell the pain to go away. I can control the pain. And then someone presented me like with an ultra marathon runner, and he welcomes the pain. So yeah. he speaks to his body and says. No, thank you for telling me I'm hurting. I understand, but I'm going to keep going. Totally. So there's two completely different sides of the frame there. There's I'm controlling you. Go away. I dominate you. Mm. And the welcoming thank you, like
1: hundred percent. And look, some of that can be DNA. Some of it, obviously, we still are these individual sentient beings or whatever we are. So we still have our own choice to whether you pick up the profile and use it. But basically, yeah, for example, like someone doing an ice bath, which is a generic trend at the moment, it might actually be the wrong thing for their DNA. Whereas for someone like me, that dopamine, I'm a dopamine driven brain type, which is opposite to my body type. So I've always had this dichotomy, like oxymoron kind of me going on. And now I know why, because of my Mm. genetics. And I can use an ice bath as a hack for the dopamine aspect.
0: Okay, I understand. Yeah, right. There's a lot to unpack there. I'm going on this, journey, like we spoke about, you've got that gut intuition. Well, it's, it's really leading you. That's a 70%. We're with you now to try and learn that last 30. And I'm sure we'll get X amount and it'll be a, like another year journey. Yeah. Just learning It's an exponential
1: as unfolding. Like it's an awareness tool. And once you get one layer and you're looking from that, like looking at, I just want to fix my gut health. You know, that's what you're looking at today. But in six months, you fix that or you're onto something new and you want to learn more about your brain and how it functions. What I say to people too is once they've done their profile, go reread it in six months. I've been doing it for six years and then I read something and I'm like, wow, that's so obvious right now because it's actually in my awareness piece. So super powerful. And again, because you're always, you can redo your profile at any given time. So through my six, seven years with it, I had a bacterial infection that I literally went from like a light pocket rocket to like 75 kilos, which for my frame is quite heavy. And I don't get to be a pocket rocket when I'm heavy, right? So, and I went to all these generic doctors and naturopaths and did all these generic things for my DNA to fight this bacterial infection, but I needed the genetic approach for me to do the right thing. So combined, it's powerful because I'm not dissing any of those medical practitioners, but when you can take this piece to a genetic doctor or to a naturopath and go these are my baseline puzzle pieces let's put it all together for reverse engineering back to well how many times
0: as well have you heard of a a diagnosis and you walk out of there just going that's not right
1: this is the funny thing and again it's such a hard one because I'm never going to diss something I haven't studied and I really am massive on like don't judge anything you've never done like so I've never studied a medical degree I cannot claim any of that but isn't it funny how we always go I knew that or yeah. I didn't feel that or that just felt wrong you know exactly and, and it's a hard piece to honor it. and I think put all the genetics aside as people that are into I guess personal development which anyone on this podcast sounds like they would be they've got a journey every bit of awareness you can have without obsessing too much is mm. is is powerful you know and then it unfolds and like I said you read the profile six months down the track and you see something completely new like we have it breaks down to who the best people are for you to socialize with like I've dated partners we have a relationship course as well that I've got the license to and I've dated partners that are opposite to me and I'm now aware that that's their biology going slow and steady and I'm pocket rocket rather than trying to fight it in the moment you calm down and I'm like you pick up your pace you know but when you know that that's not the flow for you you can either get a different partner (laughs) Or you can flow together in just honouring each other's, yeah. like you said, because Ellie's, you know, she likes carbs and she can do that and yep. you can eat differently and, yeah, we can get really a bit too annoying though because yeah. we then yeah. start to have to make 20 different meals. And
0: She's a very patient girl, I tell you. Yeah. All right, we speak about and we've been touching on profiles. So can you break them down a little bit? Like how many are they? What are they? Like We could be here for hours but just like a little yeah, touch on each. Yeah, I'll give it to the
1: basics and pull me in if I because I get obviously it's my obsession. So I love what I do. Let it so, go. We got hours. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. Six hours later. So what we've done or what they've done as a company, they've basically everyone's profile is completely hundred percent unique, unique food lists, unique fitness, unique epigenetic areas, we call them. So there's like lifestyle areas. So you can see in all these different health businesses that it's not just food and fitness, right? So we know this already, like people doing personal development or biohacking. So We've got six epigenetic areas, which I won't go through right now, but what they've done is every profile is 100% unique because you are unique at any given time, but we can fall into, with our coding of DNA, so those fixed genetics I was talking about, like being shorter or thicker wrists or more introverted people, all these kind of developments from our genetics can fall into what we call six genetic health types. So what it just means is there's clusters of people that are similar. You can see that and
0: data shows that clearly correct yeah. yeah so
1: we've quadranted it so we have a 360 degree wheel and there's six quadrants and in those six quadrants you'll fall into what we call as a trademarked health type and the health types basically just mean you've got a predisposition or like you've got more tendency to intermittent fast or to be more introverted and like your time and space or to be a people person and these are all where they've broken it down to your science is similar to others, even though your profile is completely unique. Does that make Mm. sense?
0: Just give us one type. So when you speak about these types, like, well, what's my type? I think I come across as as the guardian, was it?
1: Correct. And then if you also, and this is where, when we go through yours, actually on a one-on-one level, if you sit close to the next kind of quadrant, like the next health type over, you can have some of those traits. So you'd be more like that next one. So you've come up as what we call a guardian. So I'll give you a little bit of a, and again, I don't know if you've read your profile and had an agreement yet, but guardians look after other people. They're very tribal. They're very connected. They like to take care of people. They're governed by a hormone. Pro- so again, the health types break down to those embryo developments, just to go off a tangent to, bring it, to tie it back in, where, as I said, all the little pocket rockets, we've got high testosterone and adrenaline, and we're all going to be moving around together. Guardians are prolactin. So everyone's got a hormone that their body has running through their whole life that's kind of leading them in that instinct, like we said. So yours is prolactin, which is a nurturing hormone. So it means you care about others, team. Like there could be some differences if you've got a brain type that's opposite, which goes way deeper. So you could have a different health types brain type. So it makes you a little bit not the standard. Hence the whole every profile is completely unique. But yeah, as I said, guardians are the nurturers, the carers, the team players, the givers, because prolactin is the breast milk hormone. It's like giving away without expecting in return. So does that correlate a little bit?
0: Hear that, everybody? Yeah, absolutely, bang on. I'm like that with my team within our companies. Same thing. Everything. Very rarely put myself first. I love creating the attention yeah. for other people. Yeah. I hate. So you're being doing the it for the greater attention. good,
1: and so this is where the hormone is prolact and it means you care about others everything's got a paradox right it's got two sides so if you're over giving what's going to happen you're going to like imbalance your own life and then eventually you won't be able to give and usually for a guardian that happens somewhere in their life again men and women are different as well so what happens is whatever your baseline hormone is so that's where the six health types have a hormone that is being run in their genetics that they can't actually turn off if you are um Giving in a balanced way, which I'm sure at this age you've had a lot of life lessons around that, you'll actually get a hit of adrenaline. So you'll be like in your best health when you are doing it in a balanced way. So it makes me happy. Turns you up, turns down stress. So an example of if it's not if it's out of balance, but what could stress you as a predisposition would be things like if the people around you aren't feeling safe and happy, you're going to take it on, and then that correlates actually interestingly to. Conservation of energy. So the guardians in the ancient famine times were the people that had enough muscle mass and body mass to give their food away to the skinny people. And so they would give their food away so others wouldn't starve and their bodies got this mass. So in modern times, when there's stress, the body conserves energy. So it holds weight because it thinks it needs to look after other people. But we know that at two a.m., when there's a stress in the family, we've got a night owl. And we can go eat some bad foods when we're under that stress response. But what it means with the awareness piece is, oh, that's my body trying to conserve energy because somewhere in my life there's a perception that people aren't being taken care of. I could dropping not, bombs. Could not agree <laughs> more. I'm sitting here,
0: yeah, that explains
1: like, a lot, isn't it? It's a beautiful uh, piece.
0: Exactly right. My journey is a roller coaster. Now I've been a professional athlete. Always chased the dream of the NRL, um, surfer. I've done a million things over and over, but my life, along with business in the background, like I've always had the two going. So I don't know how you can be a professional sportsman and own a company of 40 staff at the same time. Badass, the, I call the, it. Yeah. The stress is just <laughs> yep. ridiculous. But yep. then I will reach that breaking point. And once I switch that stress off and just go back, I might be training exactly the same way as what I've been training over here. Weight falls off me because the stress I'm, is going I'm down. Yeah. At the moment, we're in, in building, it's just, it's high stress. Everything in Queensland is so far behind. Yeah. It's crazy. I train every day uh, at 3am. That's my. That's I'm my,
1: laughing because this is part of the reason I did the science. I yeah. have a little bit of this, it's called the endo, well, you know, the ecto, endo, meso developments. Do you know about Vaguely. that? I know yeah, a little bit. But they're sort of known in fitness types. It's part of the embryo development part. But if I talk too much about it, it goes down, like fitness professionals use it. What it's basically saying is that the types that we've developed through that womb development and it predisposes us like I said to me being a shorty pocket rocket and you being this like solid guardian that can take care of everyone and so when we're under stress it shows up the other side of that I guess baseline mm. hormone so for you yeah stress without this perception piece so I've got a little bit of the DNA that you've got but I'm mostly better as a little pocket rocket with testosterone but because I have that It used to do my head in that I'd eat and train perfectly well and do all the right things, but I could still hold weight if I felt trapped in a relationship or if there was stress in certain areas and my profile nails every single part of that.
0: Crazy. My mates, no, they go, it's ridiculous. I've never seen anyone gain weight so quick and lose weight so quick.
1: Like the look at the bakery people. And you know what it is? Because the stress response, what it does, it makes the body conserve energy so slows the metabolism down so you could be eating this maintenance level of food at your good balance but when that slows down there's a discrepancy right so like we know the calories in calories out is a thing but when you and if you've got the guardian biology one of the predispositions is generally high blood sugar right so you can't eat carbs And the ability to hold weight. So, in modern terms, with all of the food, and if you were unaware and you were just eating whatever and letting your body lead you, you could be quite obese. It can turn on those genetics, right? And thyroid kind of issues. Again, just generalities. And (sighs) I know it's beautiful, isn't
0: it? You're blowing like twelve different shades of wind at me. I'm just like, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. It's cool. Mind opening, and especially from a you know a a late thirties male now. My whole perception of training and my whole life has been eat, train hard, train harder, then train harder again. And you're
1: probably turning on too much stress by doing that. I mean, you're pretty adapted. And I think, too, there's a lot to be said for adaptation. And, like, Mm. you know, as you know, homeostasis of building muscle and staying there and doing it. And consistency is always the key, right? So you and I have been training. I didn't turn my body fat genes on too badly. But they're there when there's stress. They're there when, like I said, I had the bacterial infection. I didn't eat anything much different. But my thyroid predisposition in my genetics my body was attacking the thyroid so I went hypothyroid which means I couldn't walk and do as much like daily kind of expenditure of energy and my metabolism slowed down and I couldn't eat carbs at the time because of a H. pylori bacterial infection but my brain needs a bit more carbs so it's all just like this storm that can be going the complete wrong way without the awareness but the complete right way once you've got the pieces and like you said You've got bits of the puzzle where your instinct said, hey, this makes sense, but you just didn't have the clarity. So what we do with the profiles is get clear so you can throw away the things that aren't right for mm. you, like the high-carb diet isn't you. And it may not be keto either because keto, I think, would be too high fat just based on what I've looked at in your profile, but it's this right amount. And it's, it's also knowing that a bit of fasting would be okay for you because you've got a body that's not going to wither yeah. away, you know, right? And so then we look at, Attachments with food, so I think it's just a combination too of lack of awareness and science. And now we've got that, and then we have a society where there's surplus and addiction and a whole bunch of other topics oh, we crazy. can just not talk about and, today. Yeah,
0: and that's what I was coming back to. Being a, a middle-aged man and training that way, where I'm so uneducated, and I'm pretty educated on this stuff compared to many the of my companions. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The tradies driving up the highway up to Brisbane every day. Not only that, <laughs> the stress at the highway. Every day, two totally. hours of traffic brings yeah. on. These are all things that a lot of our listeners, being male, wouldn't even know about. They're trying everything to get their, right, their life right. They might be in that middle age where they're you know, trying to buy their first house or they're trying to figure out how to become a man from being an adolescent little 23-year-old rat running around like we all were. But you know, to educate yourself now, guys, I'm going to take you on this journey. I'm going to you know, document it, show you after six weeks where I'm at and what I know. So hopefully... Everything plans out that way. Good
1: stuff, and we we'll, yeah. yeah.
0: But if we can get that transition for the middle-aged man, especially after they reach around that thirty, it's not a midlife crisis. I call it an identity crisis, especially if you're a, a professional athlete or you've attached yourself to something that you've thrown. You know, the last ten years of your life, you don't understand that life's not over there. I always talk in ten-year cycles, so. One year, you've got to be a beginner. Two years, you start figuring it out. Three to five, you become good at it. And ten, you're an expert. I think
1: everything does happen like that. I don't call myself an expert in the sciences. I said that I'm not a scientist, et cetera. But what I've niched in with my clients It's taken me 10 years.
0: That's exactly right.
1: So I can get my body into a certain composition, for example, but if someone sees that and comes in and they've been training for a week, like we're not going to have the same outcome, regardless of how much genetic info I can give you. So reps and consistency. And then like you said, you know, even the masculine side is different. Like your genetics as a guardian male is very different to a guardian female. We've still got those differences
0: as well. So I'd encourage this middle-aged man group just to look, just to dip their toes into it, do a few little things, jump on your Instagram, I think there's a little quiz there or get in yeah. touch and just dip your water into it and see, cause they might be pushing, like you said, exactly in the complete opposite wrong direction and doing themselves not more harm. I mean,
1: but it's true yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's like me being one. So in the six types, we've got what we call a hierarchy of needs. So each genetic type based on that hormone that they're governed by that keeps them safe. So prolactin for you, for me, adrenaline and testosterone, which is movement someone else, serotonin, pleasure and reward, you can then start to see obviously like Laszlo's hierarchy of needs, for example, is like food, shelter. We need all these basic things. But what we've done in genetic world with the health types is there's three top epigenetic lifestyle areas that are more important to you or me. So for example, I'm going to give you yours and we'll talk about it later. Your top thing is social, which means all relationships need to be in a good perception balance for you. At the point of time before food and fitness, like literally you can eat perfectly well, train well, but if those perceptions, and again, it can be a perception because we've got a brain that can actually go, well, okay, my partner is down, but I still can perceive that in a certain way. But if you know that you can know, oh, that's why I'm having a little bit of fluff on my stomach this week. And I've been Mm. training the exact same. So why is that like, that makes no sense. So you can look at that area of your life first and you can dial that up or your perceptions around it. The second one is food for you because of the body type that has ability to store fat and turn on those diabetes or, you know, again, your profile is completely unique, but your predisposition. So you need good food to manage your body type, right? And then you need good movement. So those top three need to be completely in place and guardians too like groundedness because they're solid grounded bodies. They need shelter. Like, so yours does have that factor in there. Mm. So having things before you do is a really important, powerful piece. Mine, for example, is movement, number one, so fitness. So I have to move before I can do my work or else I won't be able to do it. Second is social. So if I don't feel safe in the tribe or connected based on oxytocin, I'm going to feel really stressed. And then I need good food to support my moving body type.
0: Wow. So that's like complete. And you in saying that, like I just spoke about me training every morning. I grab movement first, but you're completely right with, I haven't digested. You will freeze
1: if you haven't got, like you won't want to move. So you're locked into lazy body type. When I say lazy, you're not lazy. Do you ever feel heavy and fluidy and grounded and ungrounded if that's unsafe? And like you're always putting on weight, just feeling like that. I can do a
0: 10K run one day, but then if that, you just pinpointed it and light bulb moment. If those things change within the work relationships or something with me and Ellie or stress with that exact same run the next day can be a minute slower per client. Yeah, it, it feels
1: like you're fighting against the stress response, yeah. right? Because you are. So that's your body conserving energy, which means I'll want to up intake and decrease movement. You're pretty aware, so you're probably not going to go and shove 10 Big Macs in your mouth. Not that that's a bad thing. But what I'm saying is without the awareness, you could be actually putting in more do I you do know do what that. Mean? I mean? Yeah, I, but, like a again, for that but like again, but you're a guy too. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> just that. And especially with my ADHD, that dopamine response. Totally. If I'm down, 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 yeah. down, down, yeah. I'm food, food, food. And I don't have that stop. Can I
1: tell you too, like I said before, so there's a seesaw with that hormone. So prolactin is up and dopamine will be down.
0: But if mm. dopamine's up,
1: prolactin's down. So when your dopamine, when you hack your dopamine up, you will get leaner and lose weight because prolactin is fluid and growth and size. So all of these are just like, again, you can just dial them up and down or just be okay with not being stressed about the stress. Yeah. Because we add to that, right? Oh, I'm such a bad person. Like, Why can't I run or I ate that crappy food? But it was your stress response and your biology, right? When you witness it, you can just go for a walk and go, oh, that's what's going on. I might be a little bit fluidier and heavier feeling, right? Isn't it beautiful? I know. There's these shades of
0: wind. I'm just, oh, mate. Well, it's
1: funny because when I'm – like, for example, I, I'm very self-aware in my body. And so when I'm doing client calls all day on a Wednesday and Thursday, I feel more prolactin Like, I feel heavier yeah. and I'm more – it's a stable biology, though. It's not a negative thing. It just I feel heavier. But when I'm selling and doing the lead generation, my dopamine's up and I'm doing a compl- – and I can feel the difference in my body. Like, I feel yeah. lighter and more agile. So it's a cool biohacking kind of – Perception.
0: What do you reckon uh stock market guys, Wall Street guys feel?
1: Oh, they would be dopamine. And I can look at a body type now and be like, what? They're very because like even the opposite body type to you would be what we call a crusader, right? And they're more dopamine driven. And it doesn't mean that they're not heartfelt or don't care about the greater good. But if they're sitting there working and you trip over in front of them, because they're driven, this is I'm gonna go back a step, their genetic type top three are mind. So they're mind, then they're genius and then their environment none of that has got people in it right yeah. so they're driven with that dopamine purpose hormone to kind of like achieve their to get their dopamine in their biotype so if they're sitting there doing their purpose and that's their hierarchy of needs like their genius and you trip over in front of them they'll literally won't go like that you know how like you and i would be like straight away go and help them regardless of whether the knees grazed or they actually broke their leg like how severe it gets the dopamine type might sit there and go hmm okay they're not going to die sweet I'll keep get on with my work you and I would be mortified by that we're like but we're people persons like oh are you okay that's what we would do so watch that kind of thing in your reaction of your biology and see how powerfully driven the hormones in our bodies are just like women right we've got that oxytocin hormone you guys are different so again the biotype is going to be different with the male female but we can't be what we're not yeah that's one of the best examples of fixed as well
0: yeah. Like I said, just so much information coming down. I could, we could sit here and break it down for an hour. But I guess we'll move on just for the podcast. And this is a journey as well. So this is what Any Given Chance is about. We try not to jam-pack everything into totally. one. We want to do six episodes yeah. and then bring you back and go, what about this now, Hannah? What did you learn now? Yeah, and yeah, how did you this?
1: overcome and dial that up and yeah. down?
0: <laughs> Basically, who started this? Where did it come from? Is this so, a bunch of lab rats and they've sort of gone, hey, wait a minute, this sort of comes through? Or how did you get a hold of this. I yeah, guess. So let's, sure. let's, let's jump in a little bit of your story. You've spoken about your problems and your issues and that, that you've sort of had that led you to this path. But yeah, can we just drop back and what was your light bulb moment where you found this yeah, sort of for genetic? Sure.
1: I'll give you my kind of story, I guess, you know, because everyone has one. I had addictions when I was younger, drinking issues, cigarettes, depression, bipolar kind of tendencies, really crazy kind of younger teenage years I actually was suicidally depressed till I was probably 24 and
0: there wasn't even Instagram then
1: no (laughs) right so there was nothing to blame I had some traumas I grew up in the the alcoholic family those kind of things but we were functioning like I went to private schools you know my dad was successful but my parents had two a parent die each at different times so I think that that was grief expressing in their DNA right so my dad probably had more of the dopamine DNA so that expressed in addictions when I look at it back in that way I was always just depressed and I thought god is there anything more to this I mean I've got a spiritual side because of the gratitude and the things I've been through as well but in my late 20s so I worked in corporate real estate high stress lifestyle and I used health and well-being to actually turn my life around I tried different diets I quit smoking I quit drinking and under that was a lot of trauma and stuff that I did in personal development so I've got a very deep empathetic understanding for and hold space for people without being too codependent as well. Then I just realized I couldn't handle heaps of stress. So I just kind of, what do I want to do? And I studied personal training and I became a personal trainer, but all that generic stuff just didn't seem to work totally for me.
0: Can we go back? You know, you're speaking about... All those bad things in the beginning of life what was the light bulb moment what was the clip that you said no i don't want to do this was there one moment or were you just sick of being
1: i just couldn't push anymore like i just was like there has to be more to life than feeling depressed or feeling this average and i had a partner and i think you know you have those moments when you look back and you, steve jobs says you can only connect the dots looking back i had a boyfriend and the way i was behaving i loved him and wanted to be with him but the way i was he couldn't deal with it. So I had to wake up. And then I think my grandma died at the time. And I don't know, just late twenties, you know, something happened where I had to just look at stuff, look at shit, excuse my language, because I couldn't push anymore. And if I did, it would just be worse and worse and worse. It was just so painful to be myself that I had to make changes. So I went down every rabbit hole. I did spiritual stuff. I've been to, you know, 12 step programs. I've done, you know, all these things. I actually... Look, I'll just be completely transparent. At 16, my mom sent me to AA because as soon as I started drinking, I went straight into this like crazy pit, right? And now, so I quit drinking at that late 20s point for 10 years. I was like, okay, if this just makes my life worse, I better stop it. So I did. And I used health and wellbeing and personal development and spirituality and prayer and every woo-woo thing I could do, every science thing I could do. I did whatever it took to find this piece of the puzzle that clicked together But going back to looking back at my life now, I have the epigenetic power, which I'll tie it back in later. I have genetics that have high estrogen dominance. So that's an excess of hormones in my system. I have a very weak detox pathway, which means that if you add loads to my system, so alcohol, poison and sugar are loads to my system. And in my genetic makeup, I have what's called PMDD, which is like a very severe syndrome of PMS. So for half the month, my hormones, because of the excess hormones and liver weakness, they're really intense. So the liver can't process that. So if you add alcohol to that storm and then the stress and trauma, what are you going to get, right? So as I said, I was blessed that I had... To hit walls because i feel like not drinking for 10 years is one of the most beautiful amazing things and it took me years to get to that and quit smoking because i smoked a pack a day as well from 16 to yeah i know right (laughs) anyone who meets me now is like how will you any of these things and yet you know i worked really really hard i just tried anything but now i know my genetics it's so obvious why that happened and expressed the way it did like with a high adrenaline dna body type And you add all those things and then the excess, like the inability and the dopamine brain, it's actually the biggest formula for an addiction outcome. But as I said, such a blessing. I think we have values, you know. And I, I work by John D. Martini methods. I don't know if you know him. No. He's personal development kind of chiropractor. He talks about we live by our highest values, and wherever the values come from doesn't really matter. But one of mine is health and well-being because I didn't have health and well-being. So everything that I'm driven to do has to be around that first, and that's why I guess I do what I do. You know, that's my high value, yeah, or has become it.
0: It's weird that you say that because well, I always used to go into teams and we would have a group bonding session. At the beginning there, and I would introduce myself as Matt, I'm this, athlete, i push you, I'll drive you, because I was, you know, half-back, used to bark, never stopped talking, that was my job. But, well,
1: even your language is about other people.
0: Yeah, but in a month the year, I will fuck up. There will be a point where I'll do something stupid, I don't know why, Yeah, I'm telling you right now, it's coming, and it was like I knew it, it was going to kind and of, come, and it did, it always did. But I that
1: ADD? F- yeah, cool.
0: it, it was, but I think what you're just speaking about—not an addiction or something like that—but it was just a, a temperament to with alcohol as well, especially with professional rugby league or rugby. Mm. League. You know, we wouldn't drink, wouldn't drink, but then we'd have a Friday game. Mm. And then that well, weekend. deprivation,
1: uh, right?
0: Yeah. I have that now. Like, alcohol, I didn't drink for a couple of years, two years—best two years of my life. Unbelievable, yep. amazing. Yep. It always finds a way to creep back in. Like it.
1: sugar, right?
0: It is. It's the <laughs> epitome of the devil. The problem with is without going off too much on a the tangent, there's nothing better than three, four beers with your mates at a five as the suns going down.
1: I've done a lot of work around drinking, yeah. right? So, again, it's another topic to epigenetics, but that and sugar addiction were my yeah. two things, right? So they're two things that in society are just taken for granted that you just do them, right? Yeah. No one questions them. And, again, we could go on a whole other topic about questioning things and, like, you know, yeah, the what, defaults, what, right? What, what
0: would you tell, like, a male like that who's... They dread just the social thing and everything like that, but that could be completely wrong for their genetics. And that could be a lot of the reasons why.
1: Well, it could be just adding to it. And again, it comes down to the stress factor, right? So I believe, for example, if I was in a room of addicted people and I had the profiling, I'd be like, sweet, we can get the foundations of your house. Like if you're in recovery or trying to quit drinking or fix your life from the things that you've done as a result of your bad drinking. If you had a better puzzle baseline, like you know, you were socializing with the right people and you treated all of your symptoms from the cause, meaning from now I use genetic language. Like if I'm low in oxytocin, I get depressed, that's oxytocin. So oxytocin is the connection hormone, it's bonding and trust. It's a woman's hormone, it's why we talk a lot. It's like people, it's all those kind of things. So I'm a body type driven high in oxytocin. So if I'm low in oxytocin, for example, I don't feel bonding and trust and safety. So if I feel like that, I can't be around people because I'm the uplifter of the tribe.
0: So you go to your back.
1: 22, exactly. But what's happening then? I'm further depleting my oxytocin. That is exactly what I did as a teenager when I was 16 and depressed. That's exactly what's happened every time without fail when I look back using my genetic safety that one of those top three is out and the main one was oxytocin. So if I'm... And being a female, it's a double whammy because we need that. They're proving in studies now, like for menopause, hormones, everything that oxytocin is the balancing hormone for us. So you can, again, choose a perception or a safety. Like if I don't want to be around everyone, I'll be around the people that I feel safe with to get my oxytocin up or my pet or whatever. So now I look back in retrospect, the depression would have been exacerbated by retracting from people as well at the very time that I need to boost that hormone. So to know that, and because I think for me, and this is my spiritual or heartfelt side, I think we're creators and we can default to things and be a victim and stay where you are and believe what the current reality is, or you can choose the new reality. And so somewhere along the lines, I had this insight in my late 20s. Okay, so everyone's telling me I can't drink, I'm an alcoholic or whatever they wanted to outside tell me, which I think my mom put some labels there. So if this is the truth, right, if this is really effing up my life and it's not working for me. If I sit in a room and tell myself that I'm something over and over and over, it just didn't sit with me. So I was like, okay, well, what's the other side of that? What do I want to be? Oh, a happy non-drinker. So I did everything I could to become a happy non-drinker. And I created this new version of myself that was a happy non-drinker. So I made peace. And I actually thought I would never, ever drink again in my life. I did 10 years. Now I drink here and there. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I still got that little like fear in me, which is good. But genuinely, that's what I did. And so probably why value of health and well-being came so high and I was like looking, looking, seeking. And I think that answers the other part of this question. I would never give up on I just also have this dopamine-driven brain that wants to know everything. So I'm over-analyzing, ADD kind of yeah. hyperfixer. So I hyperfixated on something positive and ended up with all the hormone issues that i still had because it made no sense i went to endocrinologists and naturopaths and doctors and did all these things but no one really fixed it and i still don't have the female hormone issue fixed, but i can dial up good stuff and dials down the stress on that right so if i use my epigenetics so i ended up somehow one of my good friends mark haynes he owned gyms and he's like very knowledge nerd kind of science deep as well and he found this profiling and he said hey. I've got this profiling that I think you will absolutely froth over and he profiled me and he was one of the first coaches in Australia. Matt Ryman brought it to Australia. I don't know the details on the science and how it formed together. Like it's a combination of Eastern, Ayurvedic, Western medicine all together. So there's a lot of that threaded through it and it's using those 10,000 data points based on anthropometric science, which as I said before is you know, your frame, like if you, if they find, you know, on the crime shows, they find a skull in the ground and then they, they're like, okay, well, we want to know like whose skull this is. And they use the measurements of the face, like of the skull to work out if it's a Caucasian or an Asian or where they're from. And then they can literally put the face back on that. That's what you're using in your profile. So those measurements are based on now there's so much data and science that they can go, well, you're a white guy with a guardian body type, right? Yes. So Matt Ryman brought it to Australia. I got profiled. He's like, do you put on weight when you feel trapped in a relationship? And I'm like, that's exactly it. Like, what the hell? Because I need freedom and roaming because i got this testosterone running through me. So the perception of being trapped with a partner was like stressful and my body would stabilize and hold more prolactin just really, really fascinating because I would eat to the letter perfectly and like I had clients that were the same genetic as me and they were told they were lying about their food diary and they weren't, you know, is that what you're talking about? So the fat is a heavy feeling kind of thing that we talk about. So yeah, so I got to be profiled and then it just blew my freaking mind. I was a coach and I, I coach women and men with fat loss from fitness PT perspective online, but... I knew the stress response was a thing. So I do these programs that I call them yin fat loss, where let's lower the stress and speed up the metabolism, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I was a little bit weird and left the field, but then getting the science, I was like, oh, I was on the right path. I like, just yeah. didn't have, you know, it's like your instinct saying, oh, I knew that diet was wrong for me. But when you get the clarification, there's one less stress, right? Cause yes. you're certain and there's a path to follow and you can be like, yep, I'm going to throw what my mom says away. Cause mom's like completely different to me and she doesn't need the same things as I do. And same with Ellie. So that's kind of how it came across my path because I guess too, I was in the realm of health and well being. And so I'm going to be around people like that. And I love leading edge science. And so, yeah, it just came across my path. And when I found it though, I got that aha uh-huh moment of this is my chance. Uh-huh. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, just like
1: that. Yeah, the love so ah. you know that beautiful, look, yes. just that alignment, right? You're like purpose and heartbeat and
0: truth. Exactly right. uh-huh. like aha. Yeah. I, I yeah. knew it. I knew it. I yeah. knew it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah, well, like you said, like I'm sitting here going through this now. I'm just like, where was this? I know. I I have to do the complete opposite. So, like I said, de stress, run a marathon a day. And I was running 21 ks a day to be fit, lean, and all that. And it was probably, if I just toned down my stress or figured out this over here, I wouldn't have to run 21. I don't know. Overnight. But it's true. And as
1: I said, like, um, you know, even my body type, I'm very visual, as we said earlier. I used to think that was vanity, but it's I can't turn it off. And so my genetic type, they said in class, will get grumpy if they don't like what they see. So I could be doing that to my body in the mirror and a woman thing, right? We have that pressure. Or it could just be, as I said, it's a dull room and I don't want to work in this gray house, you know? So hacking that little part of the brain and turning, we call it flow, right? So the profile is literally like a seesaw. Stress is up or thriving can be up. You can't thrive if you're fully stressed, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone's like, I'm gonna push past this weight issue. I'm gonna push through this stress. But what if you dialed up the good stuff and the stress just lowered? Mm. You know, like, hey, Hannah needs some oxytocin today. Let's go do that before she sits and does 10 detailed tasks. It's not her jam. But if she goes and gets that safety in the oxytocin, then her focus is gonna be less ADD, right?
0: Yes.
1: So it's just every behavior or behavior we do or don't do turns on stress and inflammation or thriving and soaring and it's so unique to each person.
0: So diving into people that you've helped you've been doing this now for what, six, ten years? Six,
1: seven years, but as an online coach, like ten to twelve years. 10, 12.
0: Yeah. So that you've transitioned over what are some of the benefits that you've seen people? How many have you been predominantly female? I mean females that like go females like, you know, do are like I'm not some of that chick I'm gonna go lift weights and do this over here. Like you have to be at that next level yeah. sort of poke, poke there. But um totally. What sort of benefits have you seen Like people change? Yeah. What what would this do to someone just coming off the street who knows? "Ah, Okay, let's break it down. Let's go back. Let's go to someone who's coming in off the street, knows absolutely nothing who wants to make a change in their life, who's listening to this, compared to someone who knows what they're doing, they're already in the gym, and they're going through it. How can this help them? So let's do the two benefits. Yeah, so the, the
1: layman person in terms of layman knowledge about fitness and health, what it can do is, as we said, there's so much confusion out there. There's so much generic stuff out there. Mm -hmm. There's so many things to choose from. It's so overwhelming. Like if you go straight to your own personalized health, you get your roadmap straight away. So you get a certain path to follow that just tells you what you need to do based on you and your genetics. So Mm -hmm. that is very simple. Do you want to go any deeper on that one? I'm sometimes too, that's my biotype. I, I don't go into two hours. Yeah,
0: it's like a professional guitar player trying to teach, you know, Yeah. On the water. Yeah. You go, okay, you done that yet? Okay. Let's move on. Okay, so for
1: example, like if you don't know where to, what to eat or what yes. style of eating is great for you, let's go look at your food list. Let's go see what your genetics say they need right now and let's look at the style of eating that works for your body type and let's start you on that. I need to go to the gym. I'm X, Y, Z body type. Going and doing HIT every day may not work for you. So let's go straight to what your recommendations are in fitness and get you on something that gives you the right movement for you, the right style of training, the right, even tells you like, for example, predispositions to lower back issues. And let's start with working on your core because that's your genetic
0: kind of. My brother's deep into that at the moment. He's um, doing a mentorship down here. Just that whole corrective culture, body, line, everything, Mm. breathing. He's been into it, same thing for about two or three years. Yeah. He's the Oakley rep at the moment, but he's transitioning into that to have that as a background because he's, he's passionate about it. Yeah. And he's been working with me all right, all my neck, all my, yeah. project, I look on my in, fascia. So I don't
1: specialize like, in that, but now we've got a puzzle piece. You can go to your physio and go, I'm predisposed to hip flexor issues. That makes so much sense now, not just yeah. trying to fix the symptom like me, right? Fixing the symptom of estrogen. I thought I had to get rid of every chemical and xenoestrogen and like toxin around my environment and do all these xyz things and fix the problem but it wasn't it was a predisposition and the difference is I can manage it
0: so yeah for someone coming off the street coming to you basically jumping in the program they would basically get a roadmap of all right we're going to try all these things based on the thing and then we're going to sort of
1: realign you and do it the way that's best for you from the start rather than taking i say if you're not assessing you're guessing right so yeah. we assessed you and myself as a coach i'm not going to give you what works for me if it's not what works for me yeah. and so i have two niches i guess it's been fat loss when i just recently went through my whole coaching panel it's literally 60 percent women and then 40 or it's like so close to 50 50 yeah i get a lot more peak performer males than i do sort of fat loss or anything they just want to dial up all those peak yeah, performance okay. things so
0: that's that next group so yeah. you know, don't have many tradies who are looking to get into it because it wouldn't be a thing on their spectrum. Not as be? such, right? No. It would be for the next level. But the, the fat loss niche,
1: that. I do, everyone want, like most people want to tidy up their body composition. Like we just live in that world, like, so I do get a lot of body types that don't understand why they're doing the right things but and not know. losing weight. So that could definitely fit into the most basic male who's like, but I'm a tradie yeah. and how come I'm putting on weight? Like where do I start? What do I do? Yeah. That fat loss kind of zone is probably a bigger, broader range of people. Fat loss on. energy. Yeah. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then, just health, just feeling good, having more. Yeah, exactly. Just health coaching. Yeah. You know? so, and
0: then what would be the benefits? Say yeah. an athlete. Mm-hmm. Say, so, uh, is it like trying to get to the next level? Like that? I guess they nearly have it ninety percent tuned. they yeah. have coaches on the side. But how would you basically? That's where it becomes peak
1: performance, right? So it's like I've got the foundations. I've got the consistency. I've got the, you know, you and I, we've done the work. We've got that kind of basic stuff there. But why is what was worth? Because I get a lot of ex-athletes, right, and they're like, that worked. And this answers your question again earlier about how come in my 20s this works. Because you've got all this adrenaline, but then as your phenotype and you're working against it over time, you end up putting your body out of alignment, and then when it goes to be in alignment, because we can do anything we want to do, right? I can keep drinking forever and still the body will keep me alive mostly, right? So it'll, it's a two-edged sword. Yeah. It'll let you be overweight, turn on diseases, push, push, push. But if you've got a better alignment to your genetics, then you'd be not pushing against yourself. So I actually get a lot of ex-players and peak performers, like I said, and what they're looking for is, well, they're human potential people. Like they've already had a high standard with their physiology and their recovery and their training Mm. and their nutrition. And so it's like, well, how come it's not working anymore? Or like, how come... I've got all this, but there's something missing. And it comes down to that we didn't have that, like you said before. We didn't have the science, right? So now that generic stuff, yes, you can push it and push it and push it. You can push anything if you want to, but it's how long will that work for you, you know? And then as you get older, those diseases express over time. So we then look at what's right for you versus me. Do you
0: find with those types of people that they're always consistently chasing that? One peak time in their life. You know, so they might have Probably because I've like been
1: I mean the same thing. Yeah. You know? I'm like, I want to be lean and this and that every day of the week, that's but I'm a female and I need to fluctuate a bit. Right? That's right.
0: But like, I feel like it's a two edged sword
1: again, right?
0: It is. Good everyone, and I bad was, to everything. everyone I always speak to, especially athletes or people who have been there, made it, and they're still in the game, they're always working at that negative aspect. Say this is a call it point zero. Mm-hmm. This is all they all 100. Yeah. Know, that's their top peak mark. They're always, oh, I'm at 80, or oh, I'm a yeah. negative 80, or yeah. negative this. They're never there. They're never happy. And I'm not saying that.
1: You know. I was going to say, I reckon that probably comes down to childhood wounds. Like, there's a whole nother conversation I reckon mm-hmm. we can have there. Like, I think we all have two sides to who we are. Like, you can come from that fear based, not enough, or from your truth and love and higher purpose, right? And I know what I'm aligned with my value of health and well being. I'm in my truest, highest heart, high purpose. But that can cross over to body dysmorphia and being too hard on myself and that 80%. And looking at the 20% that's wrong, right? So that can be a wound, but your wound can also drive you. And I don't think it's negative. Like I, when again, looking through my avatar, as I call it, which is just my ideal client that I just attract for whatever reason, they're peak performers, they're high level business people. And they didn't, necessarily have kids or no kids or partners or single or whatever, they were just driven people. So their standards are high. And so, you know, that is kind of what I attract. But I'm like that myself and I get told I'm too hard on myself. But also if I didn't have that and I didn't have this visual like, again, could be hard on myself visually but also visually driven in positive ways, I wouldn't have cared as much about my health and well-being. And so it's a good thing. Everything's got, again, two sides. And I think that just comes down to... Getting back into your heart, right? You yeah, know, if you're in your heart, you'll realign those neurosis yeah, aspects. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, my brother always speaks about that. He speaks from a person without a kid, mind you, a lot of times. Yeah, I like that too. And I've got these
1: moms, and I'm like, yeah, just apply the fitness. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you like, you prolactin down. Yeah. you got like biology yeah. working
0: on yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess my next question is like, how long do you do clients or, you know, people come to you usually start to see benefits? How long do these programs go? I mean, obviously it's a lifestyle choice and you want to implement this for the rest of your life. Totally. But how long before you start seeing changes in people's attitudes, changes in people's body compositions? You can
1: have that pretty quickly, right? I mean, again, you get back what you put in. So what I've formulated, and again, I have to be careful because I think, you know, we don't want things to be seen as a quick fix or a trend or a fad, but unfortunately, that's how people stop and buy well, program. I, yeah.
0: Right? I sort of see if people see results, they'll continue results. Totally. So There's it, your dopamine here. Yeah. It, but it doesn't matter.
1: It's like the turtle on the hair, right? You need both. And yes. I'm very responsible about like nutrition and consistency and all that, but then I forget what level I'm at. But I don't get, as I said, I do get mostly peak performers. But we have what we call a genetic reset and it's where your genetic type has a way that it resets digestion, energy, just overall health and support. And that one's really rapid. Like in 10 days, I can get someone to realign a lot of that quite quickly. Well, the science does. I don't do it personally. And so In my programs, what I've done is I believe in testing and measuring and I've beta tested my, I do a 12-week biohacking mastermind and then I do another sometimes shorter six-week, which is what we're going to do. But they all start with that 10-day rapid reset because you get feeling good from the start. You lose centimetres, you get better digestion. You're not what you eat, you're what you absorb. So you could be taking in all this nutrition but not not actually taking it in. These are science-based protocols for the six health types. So yours is different to mine, Maddie. And you have to do the length of time that works for your biology and the protocols that work for yours. And so within 10 days, we can get some pretty cool reset results. Feeling good, better digestion, fat loss, centimetres down, energy levels up, focus better, like genuinely. And I, as I said, over the last probably three years tested these programs and put them together and I kind of throw away what doesn't work and I put together and then I'm still such a bloody perfectionist that I take it a bit personally as my codependent side where I feel like I have to give more if someone's just not applying it. I can't there's probably 10 20 percent that they still get results but it's I can just see they're the ones playing the game with negativity and not you know like I can't yes. step up for them yeah. and they want me to kind of do the work so yeah I'm pretty lucky because I align I guess what I do quite well in marketing and assessing people. And I did say, well, that, to that, someone comes, is, that yeah. comes with
0: experience. 100%. That's, that's a, yeah. 90%. I'm still a
1: human trying to run a business, doing everything myself. As I said, perfection doesn't exist. I have to step back on that myself yeah. because. I want that dopamine reward of my clients getting everything they want. But you know what? Sometimes I think you want something, but the byproduct is a completely different thing because life gives you what you need, not always what you think you want. And I think a goal takes you to the next evolution of who you are. Like I said, quitting drinking, I became a different version of myself. So the benefit is way better than just quitting drinking. That's the outcome. But who I became in that journey in all of the hard parts was the better part.
0: Okay, so that's sort of the benefits of things. But what's the pushback? You know, is there any? Or do you just believe that this is the future? This is what everyone should actually get in involved with and understanding their body. Is there more to grow to this science? Or I what think we think?
1: are going very AI. I mean, we're an AI platform, right? So yeah. it's scary when I listen to our leaders about where things could be going, like, you know, robots in medical and stuff like that. So For the average person, I think getting their head around how advanced the science is, and as you know by doing it, we don't take your live bloods and salivars. We've got that 10,000 data points that were done off live bloods and salivars to tell the story of Q10 markers being earlobes attached to the ear. That sounds funny, but think about like a ear that's a different, yeah, or ring fingers being longer on each hand is like a testosterone thing and all of those questions that you put in that's and right. then we had the nail ones
0: like just to look at your nails was like, what yeah I at right yeah. and then
1: if you go into the psychology areas of like the mind and brain it's usually like i just i've done hundreds and hundreds of people and i've never seen someone go no nah, that's not me there'll be a skeptic and they're usually the genetic type that has the se- skeptical yeah. mismatching brain as i call it and yeah you know like some people i think some people are not ready for the science you know again it's that foundational thing but i think i mean i can't discredit it because I believe it so much and I've actually discredited it so much in my own skeptic dopamine brain but I think the thing is that it's not live bloods and salivas, so that would probably be the biggest thing that people would be like not trusting of but for what you as I said for what I use it for it's you know the outcome of fat loss it's a really telltale part of
0: yeah performance right so yeah because that's exactly what we're like it's just a questionnaire mm. to start out. That was mm. our first thing in my head and I was like – How hey. do
1: I know who you are as a guardian, right? Yeah.
0: My basically trust in you was I – like I said, I've seen you many times when I get my little 10, 20 minutes after my fitness having a coffee before I come back into Mayhem and you're always there working. So. Yeah. My trust in you in this program was, oh, this chick works hard. Yeah. So she, she obviously knows, usually when people are working hard at something, they're on the right path yeah. or, you know, yeah. they're 90% there. So
1: I think that comes down to, like I was saying, my avatar tend to be quite driven and high standards. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that I can't get someone who doesn't have that in fitness. They want to be healthier and better and I can definitely help them. But, yeah, exactly. Like, and yeah. again, we like attracts like, I guess, in things in general.
0: The last one I wanted to touch on, like, how does this work? Obviously, it's all genetics and we spoke a lot about that, but like just the different tribes of people, is this where it all bases off? Like a Samoan, this would 100%, work, work Have a look at them? the body
1: type, right? A lot of them are bigger bodied, all about family, all about tribe. Would you say that? About that yeah, kind yeah, of Yeah, like, yeah, 100%. So like think about this, right? If you look at a lean, lanky person, what's your perception of them? Like have you got one?
0: Basketball player. <laughs> okay,
1: cool. So really tall. What about… Again, like we unconsciously look at facial expressions. So, like, an anxiety based DNA could have like a really. Yeah. I've got a
0: couple of my mates, I call them Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Because, you know, they're, yeah. oh dear, oh my, oh my, oh dear. Can you know? I tell
1: you this, right? So my mom is the opposite to me. So I'm the uplifter of the tribe. I'm the Pollyanna positive, blah, blah, blah. What do you reckon happens with that? If I don't look at the negative, I've got some weak vulnerabilities coming in, right? Yeah. So there's two sides to it. But ultimately, I'm the girl that's like, you can freaking do this, Maddie, and we're going to do it, right? And I get yeah. you motivated. Then there's my mother, who's the classic example of my complete opposite, Who has this brain part. So I keep safe by seeing the positive. That's my DNA default. My mother is the skeptic. She's the turtle. So in all those personality tests, this matches it. It's like your biology on steroids personality tests. Mm. like biology, psychology. My mom's like everything that can go wrong. And if you're imbalanced in your negativity, you're going to be super negative, but that's keeping you safe, right? She's safe if she knows all the negative things, because then she's got the ability to look for what can go wrong and stay safe in danger so they're the skeptics so that person's probably going to come to me and drill me with details and i'm going to be like why do you need to know all that just get it done because yeah. that's my dna pull
0: the trigger yeah 100 so
1: it shows then the tribal part we need all these people the squirrels the turtles the hares the owls you know that's one personality type but in this we got i'm an activator what do i do activate people to move just do it be innovative like get it done and then you've got, like, my ex-boyfriend was the opposite. And, again, if I didn't know this stuff, I would just be like, you are so negative. Why are you slowing me down? Like, you're a handbrake. But I just know that there's a complementary to being a different genetic type. And so if he's able to do that in his job and maybe not do it so much with me, then we're going to have a better relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So you've got to honor it. It's like you, you can't not give people – you can't take, not take care of people.
0: Yeah. You won't
1: get your prolactin. So you'll be unwell without your hormone. But you'll also be unwell if you overdo anything in an imbalanced way. So, again, going back to the tribes, my dad was German. There would have been a lot of that dopamine DNA there. And even the PMDD syndrome I told you about comes from Hamburg, which is quite interesting because that's where my dad comes from. So, And, again, like concentration camps, that genetic stress and trauma, developing those DNAs and then you've got a child, you know, have a child later in life, you're sharing those genes. So, yes, our ancestry and tribes and where we come from and – whether you eat a lot of rice in certain countries, again, predispositions. So, yeah.
0: Sorry, Sunny. Sorry about uh, your (laughs) trauma that you've got, kid. There's uh, there's a little bit of there for you to deal with. It's inevitable,
1: isn't it, to share, you know. But again, this is where, as I said, this powerful tool, I don't bring my addiction DNA to a child now. Yes. Right? I did the freaking work. So now if I did have a child, which I don't, you know, I could – Express a better gene expression in the next generation. And this is, I think the study is like rats, it goes down like five generations or something. Or really? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So if you can be, okay, this is the real drop piece for me. Take responsibility and use this and dial up that good stuff and be the best version of you that you can be, which I think any awareness tool does that. And then you can, you know, we're changing the way for the next generation. So that's, that's a responsibility. That's
0: a, such a good mindset right there. That last piece, and we'll probably end on that, don't cut out the negatives, uplift the positives. Dial
1: up the good. Dial up yeah. the good. Yeah, like, and just be wow. aware of the other, right? Just you know? like that,
0: just that. Yeah. It's, you're not cutting out there, you're just bringing these yeah. up so then these have less room. Yeah. You're not focusing on cutting out the negative.
1: We have a beautiful story that I'll just really quickly bring in um, again. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Cam is one of our head teachers. I'm so lucky that I use a science that like I use a company's science, but I'm a coach endorsed in that company. So there's thousands of doctors and naturopaths and everything. And I won coach of the year and I'm not at any of those things. So, cause I obsess and love this so yes. much. Right. But Dr. Cam, he's a dopamine driven genetic type, right? So he's quite a certain way, but his child was a connector, which is more of a, dynamic and distractible and all these things that don't fit into a classroom right so he got an email from we do a parenting course by the way as well so you can learn your child's genetics and then nurture them don't make them eat breakfast if they're an intermittent fasting body type or let them go slow if they're a bit of a slow morning starter right so everything as I said you can incubate it much better but he basically got an email saying like your child's misbehaving and disrupting the class and blah 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 And he wrote back to them and said, hey, my child's this genetic type. If you let him move, connect, give him these responsibilities first, blah, blah, blah. This is how you teach him in class. Then he will be much better. And they actually did it and he's top of the class now. And we saw the email thread and I just thought I'm going to cry probably right now because I just got that full goosebump moment. But that was me as a kid. I got told everything was wrong with me from even going Uh. to AA and being in child guidance and on the veranda and the behavioral issued one but it was my DNA. I've got to move. I'm not made to sit there and focus. So if you let me be dynamic first, I'm calm and then I can do those other things. Yeah. So I wish we had this, not just for my adult issues, but those formative years, those self-esteem years, like even um, I listened to some high level info on this stuff from how the brains learn to everything. And if this was here when I was a kid, wow, what a different experience. It but It would. is what it is. It
0: is what it is. And hopefully we can pass on this knowledge now. Look, I'm with you for six weeks. Like yep. I said, we're going to document it. We're going to splash it all out, out over socials. We're going to share it. So if anybody want to get in touch with you, they can look you up. We'll have all the links obviously within all our you know socials and all that. But what's your Insti?
1: Yeah, so it's HL Genetic Coach and you can click the link in the bio. There's a little ebook. It's a bit about the body types and you can book a call with me and have a chat about it and yep. I can share and I'm yep. all about.
0: Phone number and home address. No, I was only joking. Yeah, I was gonna say not doing those things. <laughs> Put that out on the internet. It's called
1: boundaries. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just watch everyone cram in and knock on your door. Hey, by the way, <laughs> what's my genetic code? Sorry. So
1: I used to be a real estate agent and you had to be like really scrupulous about like, oh, come to my house and do an appraisal and you're just like, I don't
0: know. Oh uh, yeah, no. Nah. Young
1: and yeah.
0: Look, big, anyway. big difference. Hey, look, thank you so much. Love having you elaborate on all these things that on our journey, mine and Ellie's that we're going to go through. Can't um, wait. I can't wait. Honestly, can't wait. Lastly, just to wrap it up, I really want to get you back on after this six weeks. So Absolutely. let's book a time in Let's and then you can break down the results and, you know, look at the journey and break down. And we down can look
1: and, at the both sides of it, you know, and yeah. like, cause I, as I said, I'm always looking to improve and, you know. I just want to do what works for people. Yeah. But again, it, you don't get a perfect formula because the minute you declare that you're going to do something, life gives you a little test, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that's so it. let's see
1: what comes up yeah. for you. And again, when you can dial it up with your genetics, there's some really cool hacks in the live. Ex- I feel like the live journey is where the power comes from. Yeah, so, and
0: spreading yeah. that message. Thank you so much. No, thank ladies you. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Hannah-Louise.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Woo! wow that was the any given chance podcast i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did now if you want to see some more action head over to our socials and give us a like share and subscribe we're on youtube at the any given chance podcast and on instagram and tiktok at any given chance and if you can hit share and subscribe much appreciated as we grow plus we're always looking for new guests so if you know someone in the midst of it battling a battling good little bit of adversity or someone who's been successful message us direct we always check out inbox and of course if you want to check out old episodes repurposed ones you can jump over to our website which is any given chance thanks for joining us once again i'm your host 3am 3 365 maddie Menon no days off no excuses and i can't wait to catch you on the next one